I think first and foremost is that your new partner or partners, if it's a larger show, share your drive and passion for the industry. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. I only had the chance to meet Cash once before we started working together, but it became very clear from our one conversation that like me, he had chased his radio dream across the country and he was not afraid of new stations, new formats, moving to new cities in order to chase that dream. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Our guest this time is one half of the morning show on top-rated country station, 97.3 The Eagle in Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Newport News. Previously, she served as morning co-host and music director at Z95 WQMZ in Charlottesville, Virginia, and afternoons on WXZO, the new hot 96.7 in Burlington, Vermont. In addition to radio... She's also run her lifestyle blog, Southern Bell and Training, since 2012. Hmm. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome the better half of the Cash and Annalise Morning Show, the new country 97.3 star of the Eagle, Annalise. Hey. Hey, thank you for such a warm welcome. Well, we're glad to have you here. So, Annalise, can you tell us when you first realized that radio was going to be for you and how you got your very first job. So I was very young when my passion for radio started. And growing up as a kid in a small town in Maine, I was fascinated with both TV news and radio. If it was media, I wanted to be watching it or listening to it. But my fascination with radio specifically started when I was seven years old and had the chance to visit the stations that were my two favorites in the Portland, Maine market. My dad had the chance to record a PSA for his day job, which, funny enough, over 20 years later, he is still recording PSAs for his job. And he took me with him, and they gave me a tour of the station and let me pick out a CD, and I was just head over heels in love with radio. Well, no question. You've had multiple roles with different formats in some very different markets. I mean, What tips do you have, Annalise, for somebody taking a new job in a brand new market? Are there first things that you want to know about the market or the audience and the station? Absolutely. So I'm also speaking to myself right now because I've only been in my current market in Virginia Beach for just five weeks. When you're making a move for radio, you need to understand that you're not just settling in at work and getting to know the station, but you also really do need to marry the market. I know that saying is kind of corny, but it's so true. You need to build a personal life outside of work or you will not thrive being live and local in your day job on the air. For me, I've always made a real effort to get involved in the communities I've lived in, doing community service, joining a church. My faith is a really big part of my life. Here in Virginia Beach, I'm looking forward to joining the Junior League to hopefully meet some friends and make a difference. So I would say just prioritize doing well at your job and getting to know your coworkers. But that life outside of work is essential for what we do in radio. Yeah, it would seem that's especially true with live and local type shows and stations wanting to serve the community. So in working with other people, including your brand new morning partner, Cash, 
generically speaking now, we're not going to name names unless you want to. What are some things that you'd recommend looking for in a new co-host for a show? And conversely, are there any red flags that you want to stay away from? I think first and foremost, and the thing that matters the most is that your new partner or partners, if it's a larger show, share your drive and passion for the industry. I only had the chance to meet Cash once before we started working together, but it became very clear from our one conversation that like me, he had chased his radio dream across the country and Mm -hmm. he was not afraid of new stations, new formats, moving to new cities in order to chase that dream. And I could relate very well to that. So I felt like we would work well together since we were sharing the same dream. With my previous co-host, Mark, it was a bit of a different scenario in that we were both working at Saga up in Charlottesville. My old station was right next to his production studio. So we became good friends in the hallway and management kind of got wind of our friendship and thought it would be good to throw us together to do a morning show. So that was a little different in that we already knew each other as friends in the building, but that was just such a great two and a half years, you know, getting to do mornings and wake up and laugh with one of my best friends. So obviously that's like the dream scenario, but if it's someone new, I would just say, make sure, make sure the goals are the same. The passion is the same and you know, everything else will work out. Well, thinking as a radio listener now, Annalise, and realizing there are more and more options to get audio content, including music, is there anything you'd like to see changed for listeners? And if so, what adjustments would you recommend? I would love to start seeing more niche radio formats popping up on the FM dial. I don't know if I should admit this because I work in commercial radio, but I'm a huge fan and subscriber of Sirius XM. I love what they're doing, and I love all their very specific niche channels. Like I'm a huge fan of pop 2k or like the Y2 country channel, like the older stuff. It's my dream to actually someday get to program a nineties or early two thousands FM radio station. And you know, the whole thing with streaming and like TikTok music, people have access to all this really specific niche stuff that, you know, might not be in the, the top 20 of hits, Mm-hmm. but it's doing well online. And I think radio needs to broaden itself a bit from just playing the A's and B's. And I know a lot of programmers would disagree with me on that, but I just hope to see a, a wider range of music in the future. Yeah, well, it certainly does seem that radio has got a very keen sense of tunnel vision when it comes to looking at that and things like the advent now of the TikTok chart. I know there's channels both on on satellite and on streams for the social media kind of driven music. And one of the interesting things was in a survey study not long ago, they asked the younger demo, what do you do in your spare time? And they said, well, we listen to music on YouTube. That was a real wake up call. Of course. So moving around as you have, I found it kind of interesting, your blog, Southern Bell in Training, and wondered how that fits into your personal online branding. And do you work that into the radio show? I mean, how does that blog intersect with the brand that is Annalise, as well as the various outlets you already have? Thank you for asking about it. So I actually started my blog. It will be Nine years ago, next month, I started it as a hobby in college. I love fashion just as a side passion of mine. And I used to 
put together very elaborate dressy outfits to wear to class in college, like heels, dresses, much fancier than I wear to work at the radio station. (laughs) So I started it just as a fun hobby to show what I was wearing to class and also to write about my life in North Carolina because I'm originally from up in Maine. So that was a big transition for school. And fell in love with blogging. And a couple years in, I realized there's a lot of opportunities to earn extra money as an influencer by doing sponsored partnerships. So I slowly started it turning into a side hustle. And I've always said I'll stop doing it when it stops being fun. But nine years later, it's still a lot of fun. And as far as tying it into my radio career, definitely at my first job and a bit at my last, I did not tie my blog into my on-air presence as much. I kept it very much separate from my day job. It was just Mm. what I did after hours, getting home from work. But here at the Eagle and going forward, I do very much hope to integrate my blog and my on-air presence a lot more, kind of into, I guess, the ultimate personality package. I'm really thankful for all the writing skills and like photography editing that it's taught me over the years. So it's always been Mm -hmm. easy for me to do blog posts for the station website, because I'm used to doing that and, you know, developing Instagram strategy, things like that. I'm grateful for it and excited to see both continue to grow. So that leads me to two questions. The first is being in a market like Norfolk right now, how are you guys staffed when it comes to online social web content? Who handles that and how does that get dispersed? I have been so impressed by what Max Media, my new employer, is doing for digital. We have an incredible staff member who is digital director for the Mm -hmm. station, and she handles most of the social strategy and schedules posts. For example, if Cash and I will do an interview with an artist, she will make graphics so we can just promote it on social media and on our station blogs. And I mean, obviously, that's something that we could do. But when you're busy doing everything else with the show, it is just such a resource to have someone there who can take care of that and do it well. We each handle our own blogs. And I believe all the other on-air talent have their own pages as well. And, you know, like we can post on the Facebook or Instagram for the show. But having a digital director, I keep texting Mark and my other former coworkers in Charlottesville saying like, this is life changing because in in Charlottesville, we were understaffed in a lot of departments and all wearing a lot of hats. And it was, it was stressful. Right. Absolutely. The other question is being that you are seeing success as an influencer. And first of all, congrats on that. Thank you. What other things do you think that a radio personality could leverage their brand to be doing to make money for themselves moving forward, knowing that pay rates aren't going to be jumping leaps and bounds anytime soon. The possibilities are endless. You just need to find your side hustle that you are passionate about. And that's fun. As I mentioned earlier, blogging is still something that is fun and enjoyable for me. So find what that is for you. You know, we're seeing some radio personalities soar to amazing heights on TikTok, like what Brew is doing, Kat Haley. There's probably a lot more than just those two off the top of my head. Same with YouTube. You know, there's radio personalities that are just killing it with channels that are able to be monetized. Writing is more my passion over video, which is why I've focused on building a blog. But there's so much you could do, you know, from Etsy shops, if you're into crafting or making things or I don't know. The possibilities are endless. And I think the more things you are involved with outside of work, the more interesting your life becomes as a personality on air. 
Well, she is something. Annalise from 97.3 The Eagle in Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Newport News. Somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear from you. Email your suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com. And if you would, please spread the word about Brand With On Demand. We realize that for broadcasters doing more with less, there's not often time or budget to attend industry conferences or learning events. And that's where we come in. 15 minutes at a time with Brandwith On Demand. And just in time for the holidays, a little something different, a thank you. Yeah, we picked a review at random from Chris' story. He'll get his and hers Southern Bell in training mugs from the Annalise Collection. I'm sure his wife Tiffany will appreciate it too, especially since they're based in Homer, Alaska. Hey, we got links to all of Annalise's cool stuff, her blog, her merchandise, and you can see how she's making money besides radio. And who knows, you could win too. Just leave a review for this podcast wherever you download yours. Coming up, Annalise shares some things she knows now she really wishes she knew way back then. Hi, it's Gary Berkowitz, AC Programming Consultant at Berkowitz Broadcast Consulting in Detroit. Hey, it's Molly Cruz, Brand Manager for WMYX and WXSS-FM here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Did someone say Music Master raving fan? Ding, ding, that's me. Hey, it's Lee McNabb, Operations Manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. Ready to join these raving fans? Visit MusicMaster.com today. They're always there and willing to help. They save me every time. I'm a major fan. Hey there, Kipper here. And believe me, I understand the realities of radio today, especially when it comes to promotion and merchandising budget. There is none. So one solution I'm recommending is Radio Swag Shop. You give them a design, they create your webpage for you. You just link to it. They sell the stuff. They make it. They ship it. And all you have to do is promote it smartly, then sit back and collect the money. RadioSwagShop.com forward slash Kipper. That's my name, Kipper. RadioSwagShop.com forward slash Kipper. Just in time for the holidays, it makes great stocking stuffers for your listeners to put on their shopping lists. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We're with the star of the Cash and Annalise show at 97.3 The Eagle in Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Newport News, Annalise. Annalise, what one thing do you know now that you really wish you knew when you had that first job in radio? Oh, that's a tough question. And there's, there's probably several things, honestly, that I could list. But if one came to mind, it would be to trust my gut and my intuition My first job in Vermont, I was there 11 and a half months, just shy of a year. It was a very challenging year, both personally and professionally. And there were some things that happened during that first year in the business that just didn't really sit right with me in my conscience, but I would brush it off to the side. Like, you know, you're 
22 or 23 years old. This is your first job. You know, this is probably just how things are in the workplace. And then getting to my next job in Charlottesville and now being here in a top 50 market, I look back at some of the stuff that first year and I'm like, man, I really should have trusted my my intuition on things. And if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. That is great advice. Our thanks to a real rising star, Annalise. You'll find links to her blog and more in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. Thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber, associate producer Hannah B. And coming up next, Gipper, hello. Gipper McGee, are you there? Are you there? I think uh, the broadcasting gremlins got into his uh, Behringer board. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. Yikes. No, I'm here now, and our next guest is the worldly and wise noted consultant, Brian Wright. That's a wrap, Kipper. It's all about timing. We'll talk about it in One Minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brandwillindemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.